Hello and welcome to Optics Talk, the new podcast from the team at Optics Solutions. In our first episode, we're talking about how you can use a digital mindset to pivot your business in these trying times. You'll hear from our director, Alistair, senior digital strategist, Crystal, and our head of learning, Becky. This audio is taken from a recent Optics TV webinar. You can find the full video version on our YouTube channel. We are live. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Great. Perfect. Hello. Um, Hello to Matt Black, Blackhurst Evans and Paul Brophy. Hi, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, so, uh, as you all know, Optics TV is brand new for us. Um, this is our first stream. Um, we've tried to set it up as a bit of a uh, conversation between the three of us, and then uh, you'll be kind of privy to our conversation. So we'll just be talking as if we're talking to each other rather than talking to all of you people listening. Um, but if you do have any questions or anything, uh, we do have some questions feeding through to us from the rest of the team. So. Um, let us know. Uh, you can write it in the chat box on the YouTube channel um, and uh, the questions will come through to us. Um, so, um, hi guys, welcome to the live stream. Hi. Al, Crystal. Hi, Becky. Um, <laughs> we're all at home, it's very exciting. Um, where are you guys calling in from? <clears throat> well, I'm currently sat in my children's playroom, uh, which is interesting. So I've got as many toys as I need to play for the day. Excellent. <laughs> um, we are, I'm in the um, I'm in a, a very sunny uh, spare room, um, which is, has become my sort of HQ, as it were, um, and it's working really well. Um, and and I'm sort of I've got a lot of things on the go. So my top tip for anyone working from home is to charge everything. So I've got the phone, the laptop, the the tablet as well. Um, it's all really useful. I see Al Alistair has his AirPods in as well. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good tip that actually. I must admit, I've, I've run down my battery faster than I've ever run it down on my phone every mm -hmm. single day since this has occurred. So I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've Charged. just had like a. I've had an Apple charger plugged in next to me, and it's plugged into my iPad. And then once that's charged, I like rotate it to my phone, and then I rotate it to my work phone. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> cool. cool. Okay, um, so obviously we are here today to talk about the current situation and um, how businesses can um, deal with it and how they can uh, adapt and thrive really. Um, so to start us off, obviously Al, you have been in the business a really long time. Um, whoa, 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 <laughs> no whoa, jokes whoa. about age there. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit um, about if you've ever seen anything like this before or how you've dealt with um, struggles with the business before or anything like that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, before we go too much further, it's, it's been 20 years, which I re recognise I, I look a lot younger than obviously I do here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we um, no one's seen anything like this before. Obviously, you know, this is a very this is what this word unprecedented is going to have to be one of the the words of the year, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, we've heard that a fair few times. But, you know, so we are in unprecedented times. But I think the closest that I can remember um, was probably the recession. Um, so back in 2008, when we had the banking crisis and uh, we went into very dark times for kind of 
it was probably 18 months to two years. Um, James and I, we had a slightly different business back then. We probably only had about between five and 10 people. Um, so we kind of doubled in size really since then. Um, but the lessons that I took away from that time, I think are probably quite useful to people at this time as well. And so I thought I'd just quickly share some of those. And I wrote a blog article uh, on my LinkedIn profile. So if anyone wants to kind of go and read a little bit more about that, please do, because there are some tips at the bottom of that about how to kind of get your digital marketing strategy off the ground and things like that as well. So we, we will go into some of these things today as we talk. But I think the key um, points for me are that, uh, yes, we've been for a period, certainly in the last couple of weeks of kind of panic and pandemonium and I've talked to a lot of business owners and I know that that's the case and that a lot of people are feeling like that but we are hopefully over the next few weeks going to start to get into this kind of new normal um, and I think that's the time when hopefully businesses will have a bit more time to kind of reflect and think about their marketing um, uh, going forward and the key messages I think that I took from the recession were that the businesses that didn't stop marketing and actually some increased it at the time of the recession were the ones that really won. Um, now, there are a few reasons for that. One is that, you know, you don't turn marketing on and off, right? So we are, we're not marketing, but most of us are probably not marketing to sell something tomorrow or today, unless you're an e-commerce site, maybe. Um, we're looking to drive awareness and increase our inquiries for something that might be purchased in three months or six months down the line. So if we turn marketing off now, then actually what's going to happen is we're going to have a hole down the line, which is going to be more of a problem, right? So keeping it going uh, at this time is incredibly important. Um, the other points that I made on that, uh, on that on the article were that it's harder to get going if you stop, right? So you lose traction, you lose awareness in people's minds. So it's really difficult then to pick that up. And no one knows how long this is going to go on, right? So we might come off lockdown in three weeks time or it might be three months. We don't really know at the moment and it seems to be changing every day. So I think we've got to um, prepare ourselves and just keep things ticking along so that, you know, on the other side of this, we have got traction and we can, we can continue to build from there. Um, and that's the kind of reason that we're doing stuff like this. And, and certainly we haven't stopped our own marketing. If anything, we've doubled down on it over this over this last couple of weeks. And then the final point that I made in that article was just that, you know, your competitors are probably stopping. Your competitors are probably cutting down their marketing. So what a great opportunity to actually take, you know, overtake some of them um, and, you know, get that space that they might have been taking before and, and really use it. I think that's absolutely true, um, particularly on the last point in things like PPC. So that's paid search advertising, paid per click advertising on Google. Um, and even on Facebook, um, there's there are lots of people who are, you know, we're, we're, Google now has a thing within within um, Google Ads that lets you see your um, impression share. Um, and I just checked um, for one client today and the and the cost for their advertising had dropped by 20%, but their impression share had gone up, um, or, or the cost of their advertising had, got, had dropped by 10%, but their impression share had actually gone up by 20%. And if your impression share is going up, then that shows you that other people are dropping out. So this isn't necessarily just something that's just out in the air that you can that you have to guess about. If you are, if you are an existing Google Ads user, you can have a look and see 
where um where 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 the competition is is moving and you can also have a look and see you know where bids are dropping um and that sort of thing so if people are dropping out of the auction then that's prime time to snap up customers that are still that are still interested still looking still thinking about this um and with regards to seo um you know getting sort of traction with search terms um and things um google you know they're they privilege newer content so if you're creating newer content around um your core terms around your core product while other people are not creating content about that then you're going to be able to sort of build on that and so and generally speaking particularly with long tail keywords um and blogs and things like that you're early you'll get a few views um in, in the beginning but then it just sort of builds it continues to build and it continues to build momentum so if you can get in now while there while everyone is online um then then you know there, there are some really really good opportunities um and it's and it's not to say that it's not challenging it absolutely is a very challenging time for people to to sort of be thinking about this um but um but but there are still opportunities yeah yeah i, I think that kind of uh, picks up on the last thing you said there crystal about um everyone being online there's all sorts of customers that you uh, perhaps didn't have before and there's audiences that weren't there before that are mm. newly online um although they're online at different times of day they've got more time they're looking for different things um so there's kind of people out there to reach um if you if you're gonna up the marketing to try and find them yeah and i i think the um we we chatted about this a number of times over the last couple of weeks at optics haven't we but the the thing that keeps kind of resonating in my mind uh at the moment is this this term that people are sort of using around how what you do now how you act at the moment is going to define you when you come out of this the other side and that's both from a personal perspective so you know maybe you're doing some volunteering or you're you know you're going and getting shopping for elderly people vulnerable people um you know that's going to impact the way that people think about you after this but also from a business perspective and this is where there's a bit of a gray area with marketing but um, if you can be seen to kind of really genuinely help people and give advice, useful tips and advice during this time, you will get in front of people and you will be remembered for that. Um, so, you know, I'm seeing a lot of businesses that are unfortunately in some cases sort of sticking their heads in the sand. And I think that's a really bad strategy, whereas there's an also uh, on the flip side of that, a lot of businesses that are out there um, really trying to proactively help people at this time and understand that it's not actually really business as usual. And we need to kind of pivot and do things differently and give away advice and, and content and, you know, all this stuff, actually, ironically, that we have been telling people to do anyway. Um, we're now, we're, yeah, we're now telling them they've got to do it because, you know, who wants to hear about, some, you know, some new product or some new widget that you're trying to sell them at the, at the moment? It's not it's not really the way to do things. So and I think we're going to try and get into some of those ideas as we go through this today, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, I think sure. that probably leads us quite nicely into uh, talking about some of the businesses that we've seen pivoting um, in this time. Yeah. Um, Al, do you want you have some good client examples? Yeah, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I've got a list of, of people that um, I've sort of noted down next to me just because I've been inspired by what they've done and I think you know I see it as our job really to kind of take some of those lessons and see whether we can apply those to other clients or our own business during this time so I just thought it'd be useful to kind of run through those I'm sure you guys have got a couple of your own as well um 
so you know in, in no particular order really uh, the first one i think is it, that we saw was darts farm um so darts farm are a client first just um full disclosure there there are there are other farm shops available um <laughs> they, they they've um they did a, an amazing job immediately of kind of jumping on the online delivery um uh, 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 uh bringing online delivery really into their offering which is something they didn't really do before um they have now extended that to national delivery um they offered a pickup service from their car park in the very early days which i thought was really clever um they took pretty much everything they we we redesigned their site at the beginning of uh, this year and it went live so they're kind of very new to that and they've just pivoted very very quickly to let's get the things that we need to get on online as quickly as possible so that people can buy and they did stuff like they offered over 70s free delivery um and some other areas as well and i think you know we we've all seen and loved the videos that they've been doing as well haven't we yeah, absolutely. I think that there's um, there's there's something. Um, there was a question from someone who was in the stream, uh, Mr. Paul uh, Brophy. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, yeah. He was asking about whether clients should continue, you know, for the clients should continue marketing or whether or not it's seen as distasteful. And I think that that um, that Darts Farm are a really good example of of you know getting the tone right. Um, mm. Darts Farm has been doing some great some great work with their videos so you know showing people exactly how to use their how to visit their shop safely um and how to um you know how to to exercise social distancing how to use hand sanitizer um and they've got a really good tone that's that's just trying to be helpful like they're they're really, being really helpful and really supportive of people at this time and i think that when we think about marketing and messaging at this at this time, that that should be absolutely at the fore is making sure that that we are you know genuinely um, supportive of people of people during during this 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 you know this time because that's what we all need. We're all in this together. This is affecting everyone. So um, yeah. so that should be be at the fore. Um, Crystal, just to jump in on that point as well and add to it, I think there's different forms or different strands of marketing here as well, isn't there? So you've got you've got what we call inbound marketing. So, you know, where you know that there are people out there searching for you at the moment. So darts is a good example of that. There will be people out there who are searching for companies that can provide online um, services and delivery. Right. So it's not it's not distasteful to mar use marketing to get in front of those people that already need that service right so right. um and it's just and it's not something that's just going to happen um you know that we've needed to kind of make sure that their site's optimized we're looking at kind of paid advertising with them options they're doing social advertising themselves so you know that's that area definitely isn't distasteful and i think the other point that i mentioned a minute ago was that um yes there are areas and we've definitely seen some companies get this wrong and probably are classes distasteful um but actually if you are just if you're educational and you're helpful then you're going to drive an audience and an awareness that maybe you didn't have before and that was the point yeah. crystal made at the very beginning so there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah so i think so um the example that paul actually gave in the question was about recruiters um there's been quite a lot of backlash about that kind of uh, marketing being distasteful but I think it it kind of goes to one of the core marketing principles that we use with our clients around persona marketing so if you were to look at who your persona is what's their pains what's their motivations even as a recruiter 
you can still find people who have got certain pains at the moment or they're needing certain information or certain help and you just kind of mark it in a different way. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think that because so many businesses are changing the way that they're they're servicing their their clients, the way that they're helping people, um, there, you know, there are going to be different needs. And um, and again, tone, tone is very important at the, uh, right now. Tone is extremely, extremely important. But um, but at the same time, um, you know, you're, um, you know, you, you, people need to know that you're still available for them. So if you are a recruiter um, and I've worked with recruitment clients, um, some of my favorite clients are recruiters. Um, I think that there are, you know, there, there are there are still businesses that are looking for 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 staff and there are businesses mm-hmm. that are looking for staff in different ways as well um so i think google for instance have an, another business pivoting sort of thing um you know google ha- are, are making sure that that uh you're allowed to change events to be virtual now so previously you could say the, the location of event what of an event was i don't know west point or you know sandy park or whatever it may be um and now you can say that an event is virtual. Um, similarly, like, you know, there are going to be opportunities for people to look at virtual working. Um, there's also going to be people who are like, like, like Darts Farm or like one of the other clients that we, that we've been looking at, um, Dartmoor Brewery. They've recently started doing delivery as a, as a, a beer delivery because, um, you know, in tough times like these, <laughs> there's a lot of people looking for beer. Um, and, um, and so they said, so, you know, if you've got a new service and that you need and you need staff in order to fill that, then, then yeah, there's there's that that is something that might be might be relevant. But again, tone, tone is important um, and you should definitely, definitely pay attention to that. Um, think, and then. It, sorry, Crystal, just one of the other things just to pick up quickly on the darts example we were using a minute ago as well, which you and I have um, chatted about personally, is that it's it's been interesting, hasn't it, to see how they've started to use video a lot more yeah. in their marketing and um, I mean if anyone's interested you should go and have a look at the Darts Farm Facebook page and, and the Instagram account to see what they're doing but they're to, just to kind of try and explain quickly they're doing just real like raw but authentic videos around the shop there, there's um, one of the marketing ladies there Lizzie is literally getting her camera out she's filming Michael Dart talking about what they're doing um, we said earlier, you know, showing the sort of sanitization stations, talking about what's in the shop, how they're dealing with social distancing, all of those kind of things. And these aren't professional quality videos, right? And none of us are going to be able to do those anywhere at the moment because we can't get professional quality business, you know, businesses to come out and film our, our videos. So I think one of the key messages for me is that, you know, don't worry about getting going with this stuff when it comes to video. Just just start to do it. Produce the content. Don't worry about it being perfect. Um, because you'll never do it otherwise, right? And and video is just such a, an enormous opportunity um, for for any business at the moment. Um, I know we're kind of segueing slightly into the ideas section of this, which we've, we've, we're probably doing a bit early. Um, but the, the 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 chances for businesses to perhaps create their own YouTube channels and start to optimize those YouTube channels. I mean, don't forget that YouTube is one of the biggest search engines in the world, right? People are looking for yeah. information and help and advice on YouTube. So if you don't have a YouTube channel, if you're not creating those videos, hey, you won't, you can't be found. So, you know, that's, I, I think there are some real positives that are going to come out of this, the other side and the way that we are starting to do business now and, and look at it. Hopefully we'll get some lessons for going, you know, for, for doing marketing on the other side as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you some other examples as well. Um, that, well, actually, I'll just what you just said uh, actually kind of links to a question that we've had. Um, so Benjamin Corbally, hope I've said that right too. Corbally. <laughs> um, Corbally. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he says, um, what's our thoughts around the change in the way that people are interacting with businesses? Um, because marketing isn't all about getting new customers. It's playing a massive role in changing consumer behaviour and delivering communication. Yeah. I think from our from our side, I mean, Al's done, Al's changed the way that he communicates with customers. So Al's been doing a lot of videos. Um, and I mean, Al always does a lot of videos, but Al's been doing, doing um, quite a few videos that are talking specifically about, um, you know, how to talk to clients by, via video. Um, and one of his videos was also talking about email. Um, and uh, we've done quite a few specific emails to, to, uh, to people who have existing client bases, obviously. Um, about you know how they're adapting to to the situation, what service new services they're providing, um, how people can keep in touch with them, how people can can um, can you know uh, find out about new services and 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 that sort of thing. And um, yeah, keeping in touch with your with your existing clients is extremely <coughs> important. Um, and we've we've done uh, that for a few of our sort of e-commerce clients, you know, to let people know that that, that shops are still open. Um, or for instance, um, we've also done done some of that communication with um, making sure that people have a dedicated COVID page with updates and information about about their uh, about the businesses. So our developers were, were I think a week or two ago were working flat out. <laughs> um, shout out to Rich and Jack there, <laughs> um, and and Sam for coordinating all of that. Um, but trying to make sure that all of those messages are really clear and customers were really responding to them. So customers are finding them really useful. I did quite a lot of work with clients, making sure that that not only were there updates on the page, but also in search via Google My Business, which is a really mm -hmm. good tool um, for communicating to clients. Um, and I think that, again, you know, people... People that come to your shop every day or, or come to your shop every week, people that work with your business on a regular basis, they you know, they care about you. You're part of their lives. Um, so, so yeah, of course, it is important to sort of keep keep in touch with, with them. It's interesting. I had a um, I had a strategy call with a client yesterday, and this was I, I, I probably shouldn't share the name of the client just um, for confidentiality reasons, but but it was interesting that this client in particular had never done any kind of email um, communications to their client base. Uh, that were kind of in a in a more kind of marketing manner. They were all transactional. So mm. um, and and this for the first time was like, oh, actually, we can actually start to help our customers. We we are expertise. We have expertise in this area. And now let's talk about how we're going to create an email strategy to help point our customers at things that we know about and can share with them that they might not know about. And um, so it's like a breath of fresh air actually to to kind of see that client think start, start thinking less transactionally and more about actually helping people and it's the same message we were talking about really a minute ago isn't it um mm. i'm just i'm conscious of time and, and we want to get through some example other examples really don't we um so you know it, 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 for me one of the ones i wanted to share and and the reason we're doing this as well on the stream by the way is because we just hope that people might pick out little things from these and, and they might be lessons that they can take to their businesses or adapt their, the way that they're, they're thinking about their strategy. Um, and this one isn't the business, actually, but it was really fascinating. So this is um, my son's school, um, Broadcliffe School, uh, which is a, a little 
a little place in, in, in Exeter, just down the road from me. Um, Broadcliffe School is already quite well well renowned. It's a primary school. It's well renowned for being a Microsoft backed school. So the headmaster there is is amazing, and you know he goes out and he talks at Microsoft conferences in America and stuff like that. So uh, you'd imagine that someone like that is automatically going to be really on the ball. But what was unbelievable was that the day the schools shut, um, they they essentially created an entire virtual school using Microsoft Teams. Uh, and and plugins to that the next day or, or the day after that. So n- now, and obviously it's Easter holidays at the moment, so it's not happening. But when the schools are there, when Oscar Oscar has to log in at nine o'clock um, on Microsoft Teams, and you've got thirty five year olds literally on on <laughs> with their little microphones with their headphones, it's absolutely amazing. Like legs are dangling in the air and all this kind of stuff. It's crazy, <laughs> absolute carnage. Um, but they all log in, they do their reception. And then they go to an assembly. Uh, so they have a 400 student assembly where the headmaster is essentially a webinar. And then for the rest of the day, uh, Liz has uh, uses the Microsoft Teams calendar and every single lesson is planned out. And it, it, it might be that that lesson links to like a YouTube video or it might be a live video with a teacher. So, you know, I, I, I was helping Oscar create a little boat that moved along with soap the other day. Um, but we did that live with that teacher via Microsoft Teams. So, I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, they can upload their work via Flipgrid and all this kind of clever stuff. So just a really good example of, again, a, a not a business, well, it is a business, but a school that has pivoted extremely quickly online and is doing a great job of it. And yes, they had problems on the first couple of days. Yes, the, the, the parents were um, pulling their hair out. But we very quickly within that first week, they got their heads around it. Um, and I think businesses need to be doing the same. They have to be thinking about how they can do stuff differently now um, in this new normal. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have tools in their marketing tool chest that they haven't used. So there'll be features. Um, so, you know, we... I mean, within, within our team, we've, we've been using Microsoft Teams a lot more. We've had the feature before, but we weren't using it so much because we were in the office and, you know, we, we would use other tools like Slack and things like that. Um, so we are, so we're, we're using that. I mean, Becky, you've, you've overseen, um, you know, the sort of optics of digital academy or, um, uh, you know, now doing, uh, yeah. virtual, virtual courses. How have you found that? Yeah, I mean, um, at first it was a little bit like, oh my gosh, how are we going to keep the academy going? But um, it's that thing of, um, and Crystal, I know this is your word, so you know if you want to explain it, that's fine. But it's this is your opportunity thing. Um, so for anyone who hasn't heard this word, that's not a real word. Um, Crystal <laughs> likes to put crisis and opportunity together um, because out of crisis you can bring opportunities. And I think um, actually the academy is a really good example of this. So. We uh, started the Academy October last year. It's an in-person thing. We do it up at Reed Hall at Exeter Uni. We have kind of 10, 12 delegates per month. Um, we do different topics and we've been talking internally, you know, how how do we scale this? How do we move it on from where it is at the moment? Um, 
And I think really um, this has kind of thrown us into that opportunity because um, now we're in a position where we've had our first session, we did it virtually, everyone was able to attend, ask questions, do interactive things just as they would in the room. Um, and because we're now doing it virtually, it means that we can open it up to wider than the local area. Um, we can have the opportunity to do shorter sessions if we wanted to on different topics. We could possibly have more, top, uh, more topics per month. Um, it, it's kind of brought about all of these possibilities that we didn't have before. So um, mm -hmm. although it was a little bit of a um, drop off a cliff at the start whilst you were thinking about <laughs> it, um, <laughs> it's actually now kind of sparking all these ideas within the team and um, the delegates. And yeah, I, I think it's worked really well, to be honest. I mean, there, there is a massive opportunity for people, isn't there? In, like, in terms of, I imagine that people will be, um, most people that will be probably watching this or watch it later will be local people to us just because it's been shared within our own networks. So, um, but now we don't have to live in this kind of geographic bubble um, mm -hmm. we, we are we can deal with anyone anywhere and yes that was to be honest that was sort of true with us we, we know we do have clients up country in, in London Manchester places like that but it was it's hard to travel there and it takes time right so mm -hmm. now that we've all been forced to use these tools and it's actually okay and we can have decent meetings and we're having this conversation now you know it's just made us realize that this is this is okay so suddenly if businesses are looking for an opportunity one of those opportunities needs to is, is breaking down those geographic boundaries and starting to think about where else you can sell in the country that you probably maybe you had a bit of a mindset block of before yeah i mean something that's really um like an industry that's probably really taken a hit with all of this is going to be the events industry um and mm. conferences and that kind of thing um so last week i actually attended a conference uh which was entirely virtual it had a full program from kind of 8 30 through to about four o'clock um for two days um and it was a kind of group which was set up in exeter but through doing this virtually, they managed to reach people all over the country and actually further out into Europe as well. Um, and it meant that those speakers who were kind of doing a local slot before, um, they were then speaking to way more people, sharing the message. Everyone was asking questions and um, they did little breakout things where you could meet each other and um, actually... Uh, whilst I was kind of apprehensive at first, like how is a virtual conference going to work? Um, it was actually great. Um, and it, it kind of brought all the things that you'd want from a, a conference that you attended and possibly more that you might not have got um, before. Absolutely. And I think that like that's amazing. And and similarly, as you said, Darts Farm, for instance, now has people who are, you know, now is now is reaching a, a national um, sort of audience. Dartmoor Brewery are also now now serving national um, national clients uh, with their with their their service um, and yeah I think I think uh, the yeah where there's a opportunity <laughs> sometimes these things you know um, I think that, that and it's again it's not to downplay the situation at all like this is a very tricky situation and I hope that everyone is keeping safe at all mm -hmm. times. Um, I certainly am, and I'm certainly am, 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 am expecting my family to. Um, uh, but you know, it, it, these things sometimes allow you to take, sort of take stock and to sort of think again. And um, and and if you and if you can come out of that, um, then you will come out stronger. Absolutely. Um, 
before we move on, just to, to quickly spin through a couple of others um, that maybe we won't have as much time to talk about, but, you know, have seen uh, and probably would signpost businesses to, to go and have a look at uh, in different industries. So, you know, we've uh, probably everyone on this stream has, has seen or heard about Joe Wicks. Um, my kids yeah. are now doing his PE session. Um, and They're really uh, hard, I, Al. I, have you tried to do one? <laughs> I, I, I haven't been, I've been asked to do one, so I'm sure it'll be, it won't be long before I'm, I'm cajoled into it. Um, but, you know, Joe, Joe obviously, he, he had a huge following anyway, didn't he? So he's um, he's doing very well off uh, from that. But And, and uh, he's giving it away all for free, I should say. But um, in, in a slightly different example in the same industry, I've seen that a few PTs that have started to do their sessions via Facebook. Um, my own PT actually is doing some of the sessions one to one. He's one to one sessions doing them via video link as well. So he's actually telling you what to do, watching what you're doing and making sure that you're doing it effectively and in the right way um, via video, which I thought was quite, you know, quite an interesting uh, and, and ingenious way to do it. Um, we've probably again all heard of some of the zoos. So, you know, Chester, I think, has led the way. Um, Paynton's doing a great job of this, getting webcams up in places maybe they weren't there before, uh, you know, showing the kids uh, the animal feeding times, um, but also linking that into kind of donation opportunities to adopt some of those animals as well. So, mm. you know, don't, we don't have the stats on whether that's working or not, but it, it's interesting to kind of see see them doing that. And actually, I think Liz pointed out to me that one of the zoos had managed to come up with a package that was directly aimed at the different key stages of the curriculum. So you could download resources about the animals based on what key stage your child was at. Um, and that's, a, again, really clever way of kind of doing, you know, people are out there looking for this kind of stuff because, you know, we, both Crystal and I have got children and it's hard keeping them busy, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. We want and I think... some help, any help. <laughs> And I think that there's, you know, and people are talking about about all of these all of these great resources. So like everyone I know is talking about about Joe Wicks, for instance, and um, the National Theatre have recently released. They're they're doing a weekly release of of a live theatre um, show like every Thursday, I think now. Um, and so I think last week was One Man, Two Governors, and they're going to be reaching brand new audiences who previously had not been engaging with that with that sort of um, that sort of experience. Um, the Royal Ballet, I think, is doing the same thing, um, and um, the Royal Opera House is also doing the same thing again. They're going to be reaching new people, um, and I think that there's that that basically if you if you can be of service. To people, um, you know, to help people uh, to to sort of get through this time and to sort of um, to stay well um, and to stay safe, um, then that's really good. I mean, I know there's definitely like um, other other people like Louis Vuitton start start changed over all of their perfumeries to be making hand sanitizers, for instance. Yeah, um, I actually read. Crystal, I read this morning that Tarquin's Gin, which I think is is a local one, yeah, sure likely, yeah. I think they're local, and um, they've done the same. So that came mm. out in an article this morning, I think. Absolutely, and I think Brewdog also started started doing something similar. Yeah. Um, so, and and I think that there, you know, some of the some of the some of the event spaces have been turning themselves into field hospitals. So I think that, and you know, we see we saw similar stuff to this um, during um, during World War Two, but. Um, I think that there's that there's um, people are changing 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 tacks where they can, um, and I think that 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 is that if we are thinking about our resources and thinking about them as cleverly as we can, um, then there then there's definitely ways to sort of to sort of 
you know, make the most, make them, not necessarily, not necessarily make the most of the situation in, in the sort yeah. of general term, but, but to make Do the, the best you can. And to be helpful in this situation. Yeah, and definitely. I think, <laughs> um, I think this probably uh, leads into one of the questions that we had um, before the stream. So when everyone signed up, some people sent in some questions. Um, and it's actually something I was talking about on the phone to someone this morning as well, um, about this being kind of an opportunity for independence because the high street and the big brands and stuff are all closed. We're all now um, kind of shopping local because we have to rather than um, before when the marketing would have been like, oh, shop local, it's nice, you know, like you know where it's come from, that kind of thing. Do do we think that this is going to be kind of the, the comeback of back to that kind of war era where we're all going to our local butchers and we're buying gifts from the shop down the road and that kind of thing? I mean, I, 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 you know, I think big fan of local shopping, try to support it as much as possible. I think there are going to be some really big opportunities for those local businesses that think cleverly. Um, actually, in the same village that the school's based in, Borklist, I know that the little shop there has kind of got together with, a, with the local butcher. Um, and they kind of formed a bit of a partnership and then started doing online delivery to the to the to the village. Um, yeah. So, yes, I think, you know, local places working together is a really nice thing to, to see. Um, I think I'm right in saying that uh, sadly Debenhams went into administration today. Um, I don't know for, for certain. Yeah, I haven't caught up with the news, but I still I'm sure I'm pretty sure I saw an article this morning uh, early saying that it had appointed administrators. So, you know, there's another high street store. Um, gone that we all know. <clears throat> so yeah, I think probably there are opportunities here. I think the risk is that some of those small businesses don't necessarily have the cash flow to get through this situation. Mm -hmm. um, that's my worry. And you know, we can hopefully we can all do as much as we can to support to support them. Um, and and you know, maybe they just need some helpful tips and advice from a, from a digital perspective to just start to build their kind of online followings as much as possible because the, their digital presence is their only presence at the moment, mm. right? So um, as as it is for all of us. So yeah, I think there are I think there are opportunities. And I think the the advantage that independents have and that smaller businesses have is that they can pivot more quickly sometimes. Mm. Um, and they and they are more likely to have a sort of personal connection to their client base. Yeah. Um, so I think that um, I think there was a greengrocer in, in um, on Magdalen Road in in, um, in Exeter here who was just run off his feet with um, with orders um, to to local people. And also, you know, the, the large the larger companies are having they they have more cash flow but in order to change at, at, at scale it takes more you know there are more cogs in the wheel to sort of get that done um so we are finding that we are we are personally at home for our for our lockdown supplies we are we're turning to to smaller smaller um uh suppliers uh, more independent suppliers because you know their queues for tesco are the, the the queues for the tesco deliveries are like a week or you know you can't get a slot or um, or you have to queue outside for you know an hour and a half or whatever it is um, to get it done. Whereas you know if I if I book in with my local farm shop, I can get something in a couple of days. Um, so I think that there's there's something with there's there there are opportunities for smaller businesses. The other thing that I think is a really really good opportunity right now for smaller businesses is to take the opportunity to to do a bit of training. Um, and to to stop being shy. I know a lot of people get shy about being online, 
um, and being on video um, and doing live streams um, and things like that. But um, but this is this is the opportunity if, you're, if your clients are used to seeing you in your shop or used to um, seeing you at networking events, used to seeing you, um, you know, just at, in your office, um, then then making yourself, you know, checking in with them via video, checking in with them via live stream is a really valuable tool. Um, so I think that, and, and, and getting training on, on those tools. Um, so, you know, we, we offer social media training. There's also tons of, most of, most platforms also have their own sort of, uh, training facilities available. So, um, I have a friend who runs a shop and she's got, um, and it's a small independent shop and she's, um, she's got Shopify. And I was like, you should be having the people looking at Shopify. There's Shopify has an academy. People should be getting tooled up on that. Um, mm-hmm. particularly the staff that are used to working on the shop floor. This is an opportunity to, to get them to know new, newer skills. And also if they're used to working on the shop floor, this is an opportunity to get them to sort of like, you know, look at their LinkedIn um, profile, look at their, look at their social media profile, because every single person within your team is an influencer and every single person within your team has the ability to, to, you know, keep your brand in people's minds and not necessarily in a buy, buy, buy sort of way, but in a sort of, you know, just so that they know what's going on with your team. It's a really good point, actually, that the training side of things, because a lot of people are going to be wanting to kind of upskill and look at those opportunities. So, you know, who 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 can we point people in the direction of at the moment? Um, you know, there's the likes of Google Garage, isn't there? Yeah. If you want to kind of look at your digital skills, um, there's a site called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com, which is uh, has is basically an online university. You can pretty much find a course for anything on that. Um, so if you're looking to kind of upskill in terms of digital, then there's, that's a great place to to to, to start. Um, the um, the Moz Academy is free at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Um, so you know, and I think if we if we come up with others, then we'll we'll try and share those with this video later Obviously on. Obviously, our own academy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, there, there is that. Um, should we should we just chat a little bit about a bit more digital specifically in terms of tactics um, yes. and what we've been sort of seeing? So maybe just worth mentioning to people that Google and most of the major social networks have come out uh, and said that they are going to be supporting small businesses through this crisis uh, with free advertising of some form. Um, it's worth saying that, you know, there will be stipulations on that. So with Google, for example, you you will have had to have advertised with them since January 2019 to, to be um, uh, accepted for that programme. Um, and there are some that we just don't know an awful lot about at the moment, but we're watching this space very carefully. And maybe you guys who are watching this should should do so as well. Um, although if you don't want to, just follow us and we'll we'll keep sharing as, as much as we can. And should we, I mean, we talked about what other businesses are doing uh, and and I think it would be good to kind of segue a little bit into things like uh, how we can use content maybe um, to get in front of people. So more sort of tips and advice. Again, it's stuff that, you know, I feel slightly bizarre talking about because it's we talk about it all the time anyway, but it's just so, yeah. so relevant now, isn't it? So if a business wants to use content to get in front of people, Crystal, you know, what are the what are the key steps for, for doing that? Where do you start? 
Okay, so with content, as always, as you as you keep saying, I mean, you know, content is king, and there's 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 ways to sort of look after the king. So um, I'm looking at your little castle in the background. Um, so um, so <laughs> so content with content, you should always think about who the content is for. So of course you've got fantastic products, of course you've got fantastic services, of course everything you do is wonderful, and that's all cool. Um, but you should make sure that you can that you can think about how it's relevant to your customers and you should make sure that you know who your customers are. So within Optics, we have um, we have personas. So we have Bob, Alex and Lucy um, and they are and, and that's where we try to pitch all of our sort of communications and our products and services for for so that it serves one of those one of those um, personas. Um, and, you know, we spend time thinking about what each of those marketing personas um, needs and requires, how they like to get their information, um, you know, when they like to get their information um, and, and, you know, what's, what's useful for them. And it can be, and it, and, and it can sound complicated, but I mean, even when I'm writing like a social media post, I used to do um, social media for a, a golf client, for instance, and, um, and I have a friend who is golf mad and um, if the sun is shining, he's out golfing and that's what he wants to do. And that's his favorite thing. And so when I would write social media posts for this golf course, I would think about him and I would think that I was writing to my friend, Henry. And, and so, you know, this is the kind this is how I would talk to Henry. Um, and I, and I would have that in my mind when I was writing, writing the things. And when you're, and when you're doing that, it makes content flow so much more easy, easily. So you're not just going, we're great. We're amazing. Our products are fantastic. They cost this much. You're thinking, hey, Henry, you'll really like this because you like this. Or, hey, Henry, you'll really like this because this is this is something that you really enjoy. It makes you happy. Your friends will love it. All of that sort of stuff. Um, so always keep in mind who you're talking or who you want to talk about, talk to. And when you're doing that, you should also think about your channel. So I think a lot of people, when we think about content, will think about blogs um, sort of in the first instance, but that's not the only thing. So there's blogs, there's your social media, there's, um, videos, um, the pictures that you put on your, on your website, um, or you know, the pictures that you put on your social media, um, pretty much anything that you produce, um, uh, is classed as content and, and having engaging content and relevant content right now is really useful. And to find that you can use keyword research. Um, and you can also look at, where people are, what people are searching on your on your website. So within Google Analytics, you can look into um, to see what people are searching for within your your website. Um, and I think some CMSs will also uh, will also tell you about your about your search um, your search history. So I think Shopify does. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and um, so yeah, you can look at that. You can look at the search volumes within within your site. You can also look in Google Search Console. You can see you can see the kinds of terms that you're coming up for, but maybe people aren't clicking for. So you can see your impressions, which is every time your your web page has been shown, and then you can see your clicks, and you can see the difference between your impressions and your clicks. Um, and then within and then there's another tool called Google Trends, which is which is really useful right now. Um, and there are a lot of SEOs that are spending a lot of their time in Google Trends at the moment. And it's telling you what kinds of things people are searching for right now. So, and that's all across the web. So it's very similar to if you go onto um, YouTube or to Twitter and it tells you what's trending, Google Trends tells you what's trending just across the web. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be linked to a hashtag. 
it will tell you that lots of people are looking for hand sanitizer or lots of people are looking for grocery deliveries or that sort of thing. And it'll tell you how, how those things are speaking. And if there's something within your sector that is, um, that is relevant, um, then, then you should absolutely be making content to serve that. And I think the other thing we talk to people about a lot is quest- is answering questions, isn't it? Absolutely. So, and, and again, you know, how important that is. So the bit that you just um, looked in or talked about there is about kind of keywords and key phrases that people might be searching on. So to expand that to questions and thinking about, again, what is what are my personas and what are the questions, their pain points that they're sitting there at night asking Google or, or talking to their friends about? You know, um, was it Harry or Henry, your friend, the golfer? Henry? Henry. Yeah, so Henry, you know, he's probably, if he's anything like me, wondering why he slices the ball every five seconds, you know, and, like, <laughs> how, and how, how does he stop slicing it, you know, um, is a frustration for me. So, you know, if, if, if Henry is at home looking for that kind of content and the golf course that you, that, that, that has a, I don't know, a pro that runs the shop knows the answer to, 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 to um, not slicing as much, you know get that person to do a video about that and and create put it up on youtube share it on your social media sites put it onto the website um and actually that in itself is another little tip that i think people forget about which is really getting the most out of one bit of content because it's quite hard to get to write a piece of content it's you know to write a decent blog is probably going to take you an hour two hours maybe to properly do it um maybe longer a video again can take just as long to edit it and all this kind of stuff so you really want to make your content work as hard as, as it can for you and i think people if it's a video for example people think just of the one channel that video applies to so they might think oh that's for youtube well no actually it can be put onto your facebook page it can be put onto your twitter your linkedin even maybe you could go to your staff and ask them to add it to their linkedin profiles um you know there are loads of different ways of making content work for you but i just think people got stuck in this mindset of one you know one channel mm. um to, to 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 give people some advice again still on um on questions the two sites that we love are Optics, and if you've been in any kind of meeting with us, you would have heard us talk about um, certainly one of these. So Answer the Public uh, is a great tool. Uh, it's free up to a certain number of searches per day. Um, so you can type in any phrase you want into that, and it will, it will tell you some of the most popular questions that people are asking Google right now with that term in it. Um, so that's a great place to kind of start the process of thinking about what content to create for your business. Um, the other one which has popped up a bit more recently is a site called Also Asked. So also then asked.com. Um, what that's doing, and I actually I don't necessarily find that site as useful as, as doing it manually, but what this actually does is it, it when you search on something in Google now, quite often if you if you scroll down probably only just below the fold, um, sometimes above it, you'll see people also asked in there, right? And then it will ask, it will tell you the most popular questions. Um, and what also asked.com is basically just taking that data and spitting it out in a nice kind of format. So, but the point is that, again, Google is telling us what, what these people want to know. So go and do some searches in your industry um, for your products, for your services, and see what people want to know and then create the content around that. Again, it's, it's, it's stuff and, that we've been saying for a long time, but it's just so valid, valuable now. Yeah, and it's stuff that we've used for clients to get them ranking in top positions. Like, yeah, I, I had a, 
I had one client who was a local supplier and he was ranking nationally for, for a particular question because we did the research. Um, and I was very pleased with that. <laughs> I would say I wasn't. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it, it's, it's possible and it's, and it's, um, and if you're clever about it, you can absolutely achieve it. Yeah. And should we talk about, uh, although the time is going, isn't it, guys? I wow. Uh, hopefully we should say this is going to be a series at some point and we'll be able to focus on one topic at a time maybe in the future or something like that but um, I mean just just to get back to some other examples uh, one of the ones that I liked and I don't know I, I guess you do class this as marketing in a way but I, I'm, I'm certain that the person that ran this it, it wasn't his first intention um, was the example of, of the local video company to us Bitpod um, who is run by a friend of ours, Alex Wren, great company, great guy. And Alex recognised very quickly that people were going to need to do webinars. And, you know, that's quite scary for people. Um, even when we're digitally savvy in our business, you know, we don't do enough of those kind of things. And now we are starting to do them, obviously, and we will continue to do going forward. But m the majority of businesses out there don't do this and, and really don't know. So. Alex put on a, a free webinar about webinars and invited people to subscribe to it. And, and it was probably one of the most popular LinkedIn posts that I've seen in a long time. You know, I follow, follow Alex and I follow a lot of the people that follow him. And, um, and it was fascinating to see how much interest there was in that topic. So he, he's, and, and he's given up an enormous amount of his time to plan the seminar or plan the webinar to put it on, to go into his office to shoot it. And yes, you know, it is a service that they produce and they will no doubt now have people that want it. But I think he's done a really good thing for people on one hand, but he's also got an, a, a following now that really respect and trust him. So again, coming back to this kind of, is it distasteful marketing approach? Well, no, you know, he's helped people and and fair fair dues to him. And he'll he'll definitely win on the other side because of that. So I don't know if you guys have kind of seen any other examples of people giving away free content in order to, well, try to attract. Yeah, well, when I, I mean, one of our clients, um, Tozers, have created a whole um, um, coronavirus um, information hub. Um, and most like and there's a lot of uh, legal advice in there. So Tozers are local solicitors um, and they also serve clients nationally. Um, other solicitors are available, <laughs> but, um, but they, they, um, so they created a, an information hub, which has lots of answers to lots of questions about that people are asking now. And they are, again, thinking about it from a customer centric point of view. Um, and some of it relates directly to sort of services they provide, you know, uh, you know, uh, employment law, um, uh, information. And some of it is just about, you know, how to do social distancing and how to, how to know more about or, you know, how, how to find the government information, uh, the latest government inf uh, information and advice. Um, and that is, you know, it's, it's, it's blogs and, and it's, and it's information. It's not, it's not as busy as a, as a webinar necessarily. However, it is incredibly useful and, and exactly what people need. And it's the kind of reassurance and, um, and support that, that, that people need. Um, I think similarly, you know, some of the resources we've seen other people providing, I think we mentioned a few of them, um earlier are, are really really useful um so. i think it's a great i think it's also a great chance to you know to get to really try and grow your social media profiles as well isn't it at the moment 
Um, and actually, yeah. again, it comes back to being useful, being engaging, um, giving away advice, giving away tips rather than selling because no one's going to want to follow mm-hmm. you if you just do that. But I think uh, a number of our clients have seen a growth immediately in their social media followings because they're doing those things. And yeah. of course, they will benefit from the fact that those social media followings are bigger the other side of this whenever the other side actually occurs. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really good, a really good opportunity to do that. Um, I'm just really conscious of time. Uh, I just wanted to very quickly finish on, I mean, a couple of other bits that we've we've written down that we maybe haven't had as much time as we would have liked to, to cover. But I think just to spin through those, we talked about email marketing but i think focusing on your customers at this point moment in time is absolutely essential um retention is critical as much as you can and and we've talked in our business a lot about over communicating so you know whereas we may have been talking to those customers once or twice a month we might be talking to them once or twice a week at the moment um so i think that's really important i really just wanted to make sure that people do be careful when it comes to SEO and search engine optimization in that it's not something that you should turn off um, just to cut budgets. You, you've got to keep going on that kind of stuff and, and you can't, you know, if you do turn it off, then you've got to expect things might drop and they're going to take ages to come back potentially as well. So please be careful with that. Um, I saw an interesting article the other day on paid advertising and it said that uh, Google pay-per-click um, particularly is really winning when it comes to short, sharp bursts of marketing at the moment. So maybe looking at paid advertising is a really big uh, potential win for people. Um, but do be careful because there's actually an awful lot. There's been a spike of people that are searching between the hours of midnight and something like four in the morning at the moment. And those people probably aren't going to buy necessarily, but they're just, I don't know, bored at home, I guess, or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, what I call there, those but, people. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so, you know, if you are doing paid advertising, you can lock down your advertising to certain hours of the day. So maybe you need to just think about the way that you are approaching your advertising campaigns slightly differently to how you did before. Um, and and the other one is data capture. You know, if you if your bricks and mortar business is, is locked down at the moment, which it will be probably, um, then maybe put on some data capture onto the website so that when you are up and running again, you can immediately let people know via email Um, that you're up and running and open for business again. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think another one for for bricks and mortar um, uh, locations is to um, also, oh no, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Don't worry. Reviews. Um, So if you have loyal customers who aren't able to visit you right now, right now, um, and it's really a really good time to sort of ask them to sort of support you by by getting giving you a nice review, um, because those reviews will help you in the long run. Um, So whether it's on Facebook or Google My Business or TripAdvisor or um, Trustpilot or, you know, whatever review review um, system you're using, if you can if you can ask them to support you by reviewing you. Um, that is that that is uh, something that will help your SEO now and forever. <laughs> um, we've had one final question come in, which I think we can probably answer in two minutes. Um, so um, it's uh, I know that the optics team are big fans of in-person networking as well as social. Um, how has our approach changed during these times of social distancing? Um, and I think the answer is what we're doing right now. 
Um, so I think, you know, we go to networking events because we like to connect, connect with local people. We like to um, get out there into our customer base and meet people and um, talk about what we do and find out what other people are doing. Um, and I think social media and um, video, as we've kind of already talked about, um, is the key ways to do that now. Um, I mean, I'm definitely spending a lot more time on LinkedIn, kind of interacting with people, commenting on posts, reading things. Um, definitely like lots four of blog posts. Exactly. <laughs> since I've joined Optics, I've been saying I need to write a blog post and now I've written like three. So, <laughs> you know, it's finding new ways to connect with people. Um, I think, and you know, that's definitely something that we might actually take out of this. Um, when we can go back to networking, I think some of us will still enjoy doing the things that we've started to do now. So, yeah, there've been some quite good examples, I think, locally, haven't there, of people of networking groups that have spun off into kind of mini Microsoft Teams networking mm. um, and and get-togethers and and sort of helping each other through this and supporting each other. The, the other thing that I've seen actually is that some of the networking groups that I'm a member of have taken uh, have created WhatsApp groups for the first time, and and actually really got a very very supportive nature to them they're sharing quite a lot of funny videos as well but also just nice kind of tips and advice between each other um that they didn't do before you know and and, and those that, that's great because i've now got access to people that i would have only seen once a month or once every quarter and i'm now interacting with them almost on a daily basis on places like whatsapp so yeah i just think it's different i think it's you know it's not a bad thing i'm looking forward to being able to network again at some point in the future but you know it's just different and we've all got to get used to that mm-hmm. so We've done an hour, guys. That's I can't believe it. For an hour. I can't believe it. I didn't I didn't think it was going to go that quickly. But I mean, hopefully people I haven't really been able to look at the comments because I, I needed to focus and concentrate. But hopefully people have found it useful. Um, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to get some feedback. And this is our first one. So, you know, we've, mm-hmm. at least we've got it done. It might not have been perfect, but um, we're, we're certainly interested in trying to do more of these, aren't we? And, and maybe make hey, them Paul. about about certain topics and, and certain sessions. So any feedback really is uh, is 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 gonna be welcome. <laughs>